It's Radio Newark on 107.8 FM across Newark and, of course, DAB across Newark and Lincolnshire. Now, tonight, uh, I'm wel- well welcoming virtually into my studio environment uh, Lucy from Edan Links. Hi, Lucy. Hello there. Everything okay with you? Yes, thank you. Thankfully so. Yes. Um, we thought we'd we'd bring you in to have a, a quick chat, if it's okay, about what Eden Links actually does. Um, and at the minute, I think it's particularly important due to the lockdown that we are still under, aren't we? Uh, right. Even in England, it, it's kind of still confusing the way England, we have got some of the uh, lockdown restrictions being lifted ever so slowly, but we're, su- we're still supposed to be in our own environments at home as much as possible. And uh, for those people that don't know, uh, I want to kind of quickly bring you in there to talk about Edan and what what you've been kind of up to in the past few weeks and what the organisation stands for, if that's okay with you. Yeah, of course. So Edan Link stands for Ending Domestic Abuse Now. Um, we're a, a charity that supports people that are either living with or fleeing domestic abuse. Um, and we cover the whole of Lincolnshire. So we offer outreach service where in normal circumstances we can meet people in the community or potentially in their own home if it's safe to do so, um, offering um, support around rebuilding their lives after fleeing domestic abuse. In some cases, people are still in the abusive relationship, um, so we can offer a, a safe space in the community to meet up and offer support around safety planning and discussions around um, times when people may want to leave that abusive relationship. Uh, we also offer a refuge, refuge service um, where we support people from across the country um, who are fleeing domestic abuse and it's got to the point where they can't stay in that relationship anymore um, so they are fleeing to a place of safety. And at this particular point in time, you know, we've had, what, nine weeks of lockdown where people potentially may have been in an environment at home that they feel or felt like they couldn't flee from. Um, I, I, because looking at this from from the outside in, um, you know, and, and bare bones basics, the government did tell us a while back when full lockdown kicked in on the 23rd of March that we were to remain home as much, if not all the time, as often as possible. We needed to be in that environment. But I suppose what you're saying is being in that environment, in if, if it is a, a danger to you, um, well, you shouldn't be in it, should you? I mean, what, what what support could you get? People would be cut off. They would feel cut off. Yeah, and that's one of the um, key traits of a perpetrator is to isolate somebody. Um, So in potentially normal circumstances pre-COVID, people might get respite from that abuse through either work or children going off to school or the perpetrator going off to work. So there may have been some respite from that uh, relationship and from that abuse they were suffering. Um, During COVID, when obviously those strict instructions were to stay at home, means that those people can't or wouldn't be able to go out or wouldn't be getting that respite. Um, our message is very much that during lockdown although the message is stay at home and stay safe obviously if home is not a safe space you absolutely can leave and you can seek advice you can you can leave and you can seek advice is that does that mean for you guys you you you're key workers aren't you 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 are key workers you're there to support these people and not only people that have been involved with you before and you have uh, an active duty with but for new people as well because I suppose you know it might sound that I'm talking about very many people have identified themselves to you over the past two three four years they may have been going through some of these things at home but this particular uh, nine to ten week period could have started this process off for them this this is what I'm kind of a little bit worried about you know people might be listening at home now not aware of what you guys do at all 
Um, yeah. And how how do they get involved? And how do they how do they how do they get you? How do they get you? Yeah, I think it's also to to recognise the types of, of abuse because some people wouldn't necessarily identify what they are experiencing as a, as an abusive relationship. So you know we do define domestic abuse as physical, emotional, sexual, or financial abuse, and of course this also also includes the coercion and control. Um, so if people aren't sure and they do want to seek advice, they can they can contact us. Um, our office number is 01522510041 and it's option one for refuge and it's option two for our outreach service. There's also a domestic abuse helpline which is a 24-hour service and that is 0808 2000 24-7. We'll always say to people as well if they are in immediate danger then they must call 999. Yeah it's 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 crazy to think about, isn't it? You know, the fact that we have been locked together for such a long time. And I suppose, you know, we are led to believe, we, we hope that the environments that we're in now, still in now, are safe environments away from the virus. You know, this is what it's all about, staying at home, protect yourselves and your loved ones. But you're not protecting yourself, are you, if you're in a horrible environment with somebody who, as you say, can be abusive in so many different ways. Yeah, and there's obviously all the additional um, stresses around finances, around people potentially losing their jobs, becoming becoming unemployed, um, you know, the sort of boredom, the emotional well-being, that's all kicking in. So that's all going to have a contributing factor to, you know, a, a, a relationship that potentially was already abusive. You know, there's, there's no doubt that that can easily escalate in these unusual circumstances. Is it fairly tricky for people, do you think? That? I know this is kind of a, a generalist question. I apologise for it before I start. How do people know they're being abused? Because it's so it's so wide, so vast, isn't it? As you mentioned a few minutes ago, how do they recognise it? Because if they don't recognise it, they can't come to you, can they? For some people, they may have been in in that type of relationship for many many years, and that may appear to be the normal. Um, it might be their their normal, so to speak, if they've not experienced different kinds of relationships. Um, we always sort of say go with your gut you know some people contact us and say they're not sure but and and generally if they're saying i'm not sure but the likelihood is that it is an abusive relationship if they are questioning that if they've got a bad feeling about that if they're feeling scared nervous intimidated you know finances are being restricted or controlled all of those con all of those factors are are abusive um, obviously it comes on many, many levels and the extreme, you know, essentially is, you know, the sad stories that we hear where people are actually murdered. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we just encourage people if, if, they, if they feel uncomfortable, if they feel nervous, if they feel they're treading on eggshells, there's a strong chance that there's an element of that in that relationship. Can we talk about the split between males and females in all of this? Because we don't have to have specific numbers. But again, it could be a common misconception. We're talking more females in abusive relationships than males is that the case yeah potentially i mean obviously we can only go on reported figures um so statistics pre-covid would say that one in four women are likely to be affected by domestic abuse and one in six men so it's not a vast difference um obviously you know potentially it's a little bit harder for men to come forward with the you know the the image that male you know potentially should be the stronger sex or that that kind of um you know influence that we have from society and um, but we we are well aware that domestic abuse absolutely affects men and women and of course has an impact on children and do they come say for from a gentleman's point of view if they come to you you know do they come to you recognizing different elements to this because as you say well 
gentlemen usually, uh, men tend to be built a little bit differently to ladies. They're slightly taller, they're maybe slightly wider, uh, they're maybe within reason, because that's kind of how we are built. So to to admit to that, first off, but then to also kind of say, well, I think it's this, because do you find that as a different start point in, in men to women? Or is it just a, a generalist thing again to ask? I don't know. Many of our conversations, whether it's men or women, when we pick up that phone is, you know, I don't quite know how to start this conversation or, you know, I'm just ringing for some advice or that kind of thing. Um, some people very clearly do recognise um, the experiences they've had aren't acceptable and, you know, they do they do obviously want to get that support. Some people do want that assurance that it's not them and, you know, some people are made to think that they're going crazy or they're imagining things. And, you know, I think I think the, the conversation probably goes a similar way in all honesty in my experience between men and women. Is this just support then, or is that when you work with somebody, is is there an element? I'm sorry, this, again, I don't know much about this. Hence, why I'm lo- I'm loving the fact we're talking now. Is is part of the strategy to try and mend that situation, or is it to to, to eventually get them into a more safer position elsewhere? Or again, does it matter? Well, does it depend on the situation? It depends on the person. Yeah. So, in relation to mending the situation, do you mean about rebuilding the relationship and sort of transforming that into a healthy relationship? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So there are there are services out there to support perpetrators of domestic abuse. Um, Edan links on. We don't directly support perpetrators. We work with survivors, as we as we like to call them. Um, but there are services um, sort of around sort of making the change for perpetrators to attend. You know, obviously sort of managing behaviour and that type of thing. Um, so if somebody recognises that the way they are treating another isn't acceptable, and that could be, you know, let's not forget that domestic abuse actually is is a an abusive relationship within a home so it could be a child against a parent or it could be siblings against siblings you know it's not just relationships you know so some some people um potentially would want to stay in that relationship um so our outreach support workers can offer them advice and guidance around safety planning around recognizing triggers or the run-up to potentially abusive situation that they're going to experience so it might be finding a safe place in the house or taking themselves out for a walk when they can feel things escalating. Some people choose to stay in that relationship. Some people very much want to leave and some people do fear for their own safety and and do absolutely want to leave. Um, So the the level of support really is we're very much led by the person that's asking for that support. Um, Obviously, if children are involved and they are in danger, then, you know, potentially we have to advise different services um, to support um, if it's a safeguarding issue for children, but if an adult chose to stay in that relationship, you know that is that's something they could be supported with. Mm. And how do you guys get supported yourselves through Eden Links? Is it um, a national kind of a fund in a way that helps you out? Because no doubt this is expensive work because you've got to make sure yeah. the right staff are there, they're trained Absolutely. well, uh, they're supported. So we're actually funded directly by a local authority for our core funding. So Lincolnshire County Council commission us to deliver the service across Lincolnshire for the outreach and the refuge service. Um, and then um, we actually have children's support um, services within refuge and within the outreach team. Um, and the, the children's service within refuge is funded by children in need. Um, so we have a contract with them currently to deliver support where we can do direct emotional support with children and help them to understand both their experience and um, understanding healthy and unhealthy relationships in a bid to sort of try and support them through um, understanding that they weren't to blame for the situation they've come from and helping them to recognise a healthy relationship when they grow old. 
um, within our, our refuge as well while people are residing with us our specialist domestic abuse workers offer direct support to the men and women that we that we provide that service to um, again around healthy and unhealthy relationships recognizing that cycle of abuse recognizing um, you know if they were going into another relationship and how how to identify if it's not a healthy relationship we also, throughout our service, offer support around accessing housing, you know, people moving on into their kind of forever homes. Um, so it's not just a case of they come in and they have that safe space. There's lots of work that goes on um, with the people that we support to help them rebuild their lives. That's interesting how you, you raise that point, you know, teaching people to to recognise in their own mind what they may fall back into past mm. any assistance, isn't it? Because it's really important. It you know, if, if it's habitual in some respects that you naturally believe that you know a good quality relationship is a negative relationship then mm. you've got to repeat it aren't you not because you, you know you're intentionally doing it it's just there it's programmed into you that that's what yeah. you go looking for and when people question you know why was I so stupid why did I put up with that for so long you know that kind of thing I try and sort of go back to those early days it, you know there wasn't abuse on the first date the second date the third date it's a very gradual and a very subtle particularly that emotional abuse is a very subtle um you know very subtle comments that just creep in and you know by then you may have fallen in love you, you know you may not want to leave that person you know and, that, and obviously it builds up it's not it's not an instant an mm. instant thing it's, it's a very gradual very subtle um process just like the nhs has had to do over the past few weeks gear, you know gearing up for lots of people potentially needing to uh, uh to go into intensive care due to covid mm -hmm. From, from from your perspective, have you had to do a similar thing to gear up for lots of new cases where people are yeah. coming to you? And, you know, have you seen a spike in that already or are, are you ready for one maybe a couple of months yeah. further on down the line? We are. So interestingly, the first week or so into lockdown, we did have a spike. And then across Lincolnshire, the referrals have sort of uh, maintained quite a steady um, sort of flow. Um, which was, you know, is sort of quite a normal, a normal flow for us. Um, but in the last week or so, we are seeing more referrals come through, and we are seeing more inquiries. So some people will con contact us to make an inquiry, just kind of sound us out, find out what their options are, but maybe not referring to the service. And we're definitely getting more of those types of inquiries. People are exploring options, that kind of thing. Mm. And as you said a little while earlier, you know. The heat is going to be on soon, isn't it, with with people potentially going back to work or not going back to work because their um, their employment is no longer there um, yeah. post-COVID-19. We definitely predict a spike. You know, mm. we are definitely working behind the scenes, looking at additional funding, looking at additional services. And obviously we've had to reevaluate how we deliver our service at the moment because it's not, um, you know, done in the traditional way where we were meeting people face to face and doing mm. that direct direct work and group work we have had to take things you know similar to us now take things virtually take things mm. online by the telephone that kind of thing but in doing that it actually cuts down our travel time and that you know so we may actually find that this going forward is, is a is a way that we adopt more permanently you know to support people yeah um, yeah virtually so yeah no, it's um i think people have uh, well all over the world have, have learned in the past uh, couple of months that there are new ways of doing things that could be more effective. Like you're saying, you know, you can reach yeah. out easier to people that do have technology and, uh, and know how to use it. It's, um, it's, yeah. it's staggering. I mean, from, from your perspective then it's, it's, well, it's going to be a busy 2020, isn't it? Once we see more unlocking, we're going to see more mental unlocking as well, aren't we? The physical is going to come back. And then these, these mental thoughts are going to be here. The environments 
that we're in will slightly alter. And yeah, um, people will have opportunity. They will be going out more. They might be able to reach out. You know, if it, if it's something that is escalated during this time, it might just be their time to flee. You know, their time to seek advice. People may have lived with this for years, but this intense situation that we found ourselves in, you know, could easily be making people think. You know, this is it. This is yeah. my time. Yeah, your time, time to move on. Yeah. Uh, for for more information, and we've been talking for a good uh, quarter of an hour now. But for more information on this. Um, What's the best way of people getting in contact in the first instance? So if I give you our phone number, which is uh, Lincoln number 01522 510041 and refuge is option one and outreach is option two. Um, we've also got a website, which is edanlinks.org.uk um, along with a Facebook page as well, which is edanlinks ending domestic abuse now. So we can be found on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. So we, we keep regular posts on there. Um, again, I will just reiterate the 24-hour helpline because we're not a 24-hour service. Um, the 24-hour helpline is 0808 2000 um, And if people wanted to Google the National Domestic Abuse Helpline, um, there's also a, an opportunity there to chat online um, with an escape button on that site. So if you were interrupted, you can quickly press the escape button and that just takes you to a Google screen. So if people aren't able to speak, that is a very good way of people being able to do an online chat, which again is 24 yeah. hours. Um, if people are in danger, we just reiterate, please call 999. Again, if you're unable to speak, um, there's a scheme called Silent Solution. So if you call 999 and you're unable to speak, if you are in danger, when prompted by the operator, press 55. And the operator will locate you and send help. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying that the, the escape button, I think, is one of the most simplest yet effective methods of keeping people safe whilst they're in these sessions, isn't it? It's it's yeah, it's such a simple idea. And you know, when I first heard about that, I just thought that's just remarkably simple yet massively effective. It's just that moment where you think you could be halfway through a conversation. As you say on the internet with somebody, you can just click that button and all of a sudden nobody that walks in, walks past you, knows what you've been doing. No, um, exactly. Yeah. It's, a, it's a really clever idea. And obviously there might be an opportunity for somebody to have you know a few minutes to themselves where they can access that online and just, just find out what support is there for them. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Well, um, I think we'll, we'll leave it there if that's okay for now. But so please, let's, let's keep in contact throughout the next few months. Um, I really hope that people that do need this service get to it as soon as possible i also hope that we don't see a massive spike again like as you say we had the first you know few weeks of this uh, this crisis this covid crisis but you know if you are in need at all of anything that you don't have to offer please do get in contact with them and uh, and lucy and the team there will will, will take you and sort everything you know they'll, they'll, they'll start the process off they will really work hard with you to uh, to give you the reassurance that you need um it's, it's a pleasure talking to you lucy today it really is Thank you for your time. Thank you.